0: Hey everybody, welcome to the weekday, the number one podcast for talking about yarmulkes in the world.
1: (laughs) I'm Andy. We were talking about yarmulkes.
0: We were talking about yarmulkes and that's why this is not weird at all. Welcome to the weekday. Uh, This is episode 28
1: of... Is there a yarmulke? There is a yarmulke. Podcast? No, no. I know there there is a yarmulke. Can we... Yarmulke. Weekend... Weekenders... No, weekdayers. Weekdayers. Sorry. Weekdayers. Week, weekday army. <laughs> you will be
0: happy to know in this cross promotion
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> on iHeart.com, there is something called the Hat Cast. And they only did one episode. It's a podcast about hats. Okay. Two people discuss hats and hat related subjects. Of course, there is. And their cultural implications in a discursive manner.
1: Yeah. It discursive.
0: It, episode 28 Is from that, October 19th, 2018, wherein we discuss forms of headwear <laughs> worn by certain adherents of the Jewish religion. All right. There you go. Of course. Link I've, in the show notes. I
1: do think, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if there's just like a, maybe we can, maybe we start a thing where just like we throw at a topic. And, like, surely there's got to be a podcast about this topic.
0: That's a discursive manner. Okay. Do me a favor. In the comments of this, if you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook uh, or Bayhope.tv or if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Apple Music, uh, you can always hit us up on our socials as well. Give us a topic and we'll see if there's a podcast out there. Yeah, (laughs) and we'll talk about
1: it on our podcast Yes, about a podcast. So we'll go through Mm -hmm. and we'll, like, look to see, you know, if this topic is a podcast on the podcast.
0: Um, so I listen to a podcast. Uh, I listen to a number of podcasts, but one of my favorites. This is gonna sound real nerdy. It's a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah.
1: You went wrong. It's, uh, <laughs> it's actually,
0: uh, and I'm not. I'm not recommending the podcast because it's a kind of adult podcast, explicit in uh, nature. It is explicit in in language only. Discursive. Uh, it's discursively explicit. It's, it's called. It's called the Adventure Zone, and it's like it's a it's a totally nerdy thing, and they yeah. like they're making fun of it. Um, it's by the McElroy brothers. I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but, no. um, anyway, they have a show about the show. Oh, so the show is called the adventure zone. And then the show about the show like is called recap podcast. Yeah. And it, like, they love it. They get so super nerdy and it's called the, the Adventure Zone, Zone. <laughs> That's the yeah. name of it. Uh-huh. Okay. It's great. Yeah. Anyway, uh, welcome to episode twenty-eight of the weekday. We are going to get to an actual topic Wait, in a minute. Can we
1: do a, a wrap-up podcast about the weekday and, we and call, call it, it the the weekday weekday
0: or the the week the the weekday? How would we do that? Yeah. The the weekday weekday.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: I get, I like it. Yeah. What about the weekday weeknight? <laughs> the the weekday weeknight
1: <laughs> later day later. After.
0: After the weekday after hours? <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh-huh, yeah. uh uh-huh. We call it happy hour. Yeah, we call it happy hour.
0: <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah. I'm in. Uh I'm in. Hey, uh, we did have an actual topic I wanted to talk about, but I wanted to again, we're we're uh, our good buddy Justin Deal over there is live mixing this for us. Um, wave Justin. Cool. <laughs> Every time. I love it. Uh producer Justin over there. Yeah. Um I wanted to just dis- wanted to address something. Um Ooh serious okay this is very serious oh um hold i'm hiding behind my ma- my mic so you can't see my smile um bay hope tv has a family of podcasts uh we have the oh, weekday
1: i know where this is going do you
0: yes uh we have the weekday we have meditations with julie uh who's pastor julie who's our west case west nope. case west chase yeah. three two one west <laughs> chase campus pastor Uh, and she does some guided meditations, and that's been on hold for a little bit, but she's hopefully coming back. Uh, We just started one today called In Plain Speech with yours truly and a bunch of others where we're kind of uh, discursively walking through the Bible.
1: (laughs) (laughs) In a discursive manner. (laughs)
0: Yeah, Uh, literally in plain speech. Uh, Another of the Bay Hope TV family of podcasts is called Figuring It Out with Austin and Spencer, and I need to address an issue that happened last week um, wherein we were called out, um, we were. Mike and I, Oh, that you don't know where this is I going. I don't know.
1: Well, I knew what you were talking about. Yeah, we like, were
0: called I, out a little bit. Um, I knew be- where this was
1: going to a certain extent.
0: Sure. Yeah. Um, so, to all of our crossover fans, Right. just know that I have taken this, accus- this very serious accusation to heart. What
1: is the accusation?
0: The accusation was that we're old and we're out of touch. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I don't know if that means, <laughs> well, if something's true, I don't think it's an accusation. I think it's just an observation at that point.
0: To be fair, you did say, I don't know what this TikTok is. I, don't, I still don't know how to use TikTok.
1: I don't. I don't know, I know. what TikTok I still, to this day, do not. I look at TikTok, and I, I can engage with it, and I'll see something, especially, like, the funny stuff. There's some funny stuff on TikTok, but, like, I don't know how one does a TikTok. And, and I'm okay with that, like I think that's that's where you know like you reached like an old threshold and <laughs> a threshold is oh. yeah, um is where you look at you can still engage with it, but like in no way do I want to create or like mm. figure out how it actually works. that's good yeah i
0: I appreciate your anyway um to Austin and Spencer, just know that I'm coming for you.
1: He has a very specific and special <laughs> set of skills.
0: I have old man strength. <laughs> no, it's all good. We cleared the air. Uh, Spencer actually uh, in our Monday uh, staff, creative staff meetings. Uh, we'll end up, We'll talk business for a little bit, and then we actually end up praying as a big giant uh, team. It's really cool. Uh, and we pray for the person to the side of us. And I was just so happened to be sitting on the side of Spencer that day, and Spencer prayed for me. And he actually prayed to God that I would forgive him of the beef. So, Spencer, I forgive you.
1: Beef. Beef, beef, beef gone.
0: Yeah. Ah, oh, speaking of beef, um, <laughs> we were going to talk about food, and uh, we were going to talk about all-inclusive resorts, but I don't Oh,
1: know. oh that's okay. Yeah, we've got. It's, just, it's a fancy vacation.
0: Yeah, we've got other things to talk about. Hey, um, so if you've been tracking along with the weekday for the last couple of weeks, we've been in, again, this book, Holy Roar. Uh, if you haven't, Alrighty, you can go pick it up and follow along with us a little bit. Uh, holy roar is the seven words that will change the way you worship, and we're in week three. Three. This was the third week yep, of holy this roar. Past
1: week was week three.
0: And by this, by that, I mean Pastor Matthew and the worship team and the church really brought the third word uh, of worship, and that is this word Zamar. Z z a m a r Zamar. And it means to make music, to celebrate in song and music, to touch the strings or parts of a musical instrument. Um, And if you engaged with our services on Sunday, or if you engage with them on demand, you actually saw this guy to my right, your left, that guy right there, (laughs) 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 as an audio podcast as well. They're not going to see the face you just made. Cool. Um, You saw him kind of be interviewed by Pastor Matthew. And I guess, first things first, like, how did that go? How'd that feel? (laughs) That go. You brought a clip.
1: I <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's, uh, let's watch the clip. Um, it was it was great. I thought it was great. It's loose. I felt like it was very loose.
0: I felt like first service was way more loose than second
1: service. You did. You thought first service was looser?
0: Timing wise, second oh, service yeah, timing like, language wise.
1: Yeah, we language. Okay, we'll just.
0: I mean, you said suck on stage. Yeah, <laughs> which I thought was great. Uh, you did also say kick and butt for Jesus. Yeah, um, we
1: talked about butt kickers, which is an actual thing. It's like a it's a TM. It's butt kicker TM. Yeah, like it's a legit thing. Like you can go on and, and buy one. It's a, it's a subwoofer under your seat. And Matthew teed it up. He said, I don't even know. Like, and I said that a, a capital campaign would be great, like to raise money for butt kickers. He goes, oh, I don't even know what that would be called. And it was.
0: I mean, it was a softball.
1: Yeah, if I didn't take the opportunity, like I would just.
0: How would you have slept that night?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I would have been <laughs> kicking myself. and was like, well, it's kicking butts for Jesus. Like it's very, it's right in the name.
0: The question that's on everyone's minds right. is. What was the response in the house when that
1: happened? I people did laugh.
0: Okay, good.
1: Which was great. I think
0: more people were shocked that you well,
1: said it. <laughs> it is fun. Like I, I, I would, I would venture to say, like I'm fairly irreverent. I, I, I yeah. like, I, I appreciate reverence. Of You're not God. like a Rick and Morty irreverent. You're no, like no, 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 no. But like I do, you know, may, I don't know. Hopefully, people wouldn't just. Think that I'm, you know, like a a monk or something. You know, someone who only speaks in uh, very like Hushed plain terms. Um, yeah, and I, I just that's not my vibe. I I like to that keep, is
0: not your vibe. I like to
1: keep things loose, mm-hmm. keep things loud, keep it fresh, keep it fresh. <laughs>
0: yeah, keep it popping,
1: keeps it real. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: you keeping it popping. But yeah. uh, Zamar is the uh, so you'll notice a lot of the words that we've talked about are are uh, they they roll into each other a little bit. Obviously, it's all about praise and, and praise. Yeah. This one specifically is about praise that happens from music um, because worship, worship's a lifestyle, man. Yeah. Um, but worship is a lifestyle. Yeah. And the worship tends to come from music. Mm-hmm. So like go back to the planning stages of this Sunday because there were a number of different elements this Sunday. Right. Walk us through those if you don't mind
1: walk us through them well,
0: like walk us through okay the fact that we had um a young lady Bree playing violin like yeah. where what was the what was the what was the thought process again the weekday the only podcast that goes behind the scenes <laughs> of church the number I, one podcast yeah. for that
1: i well i think for, well, i I want to ask you a couple questions about this too great um i was this whole this whole week of the zamar i kept thinking about people who don't play music so like my wife Kristen who you know Kristen,
0: how do you spell that?
1: (laughs) Um, She doesn't play music. Hmm. You know that. I did know that. I did know that. Um, (laughs) And she, I kept thinking about this because this topic is honestly like, it's kind of a weird one for people who don't play music. Like, how do I connect with God by playing music? Like, if I don't play music, you know? And so. I was like, "How do we re- how do how do we represent what this actually means within the service?" You know, um, mm. and so my thought was to like have almost like Brie playing violin be sort of like the avatar for somebody else. You know, like it's a very so what. Great you, movie. You, you, <laughs> the cartoon, right? The, the Airbender,
0: the, yeah, violin yeah. <laughs> <Choose> <laughs> the violin bender. She yeah.
1: you was know, the violin bender. Asif Madvi, yeah, is the <laughs> villain.
0: They got the spinoff
1: coming yeah, too. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I was like in my head, I was like, she's she's going to be singing the melodies. So like, she played the doxology, yep. she played the the vocal line of "We Praise You," the mm. oh, um, you know, on violin, and then she also played "On You Stay" the vocal line of the vocal mm-hmm. melody of that. And so, just my my idea was like singing through an instrument, you know, um, and having it sort of be a representation of that. Um, That's cool. But like, I also. I was this whole, like like I said, I've I've been struggling with like, what does it mean for people who don't play an instrument specifically to actually connect with this? (laughs) And like, I feel like, you know, pastor Matthew and I, like we were able to talk about like the music portion and and sort of drill down deep into the music aspect of it. But like, I also think that, you know, if we're to like, how does like a normal person who doesn't play music, you know, 90% of people, you know, or I don't know, that's, could be a totally made-up statistic. Uh, 75% of all statistics are made up on the the spot. Um, But, like, you know, a a large percentage of people, like my wife, who you know. uh, (laughs) Asterisk, who you know. Um, You know, like, but I I was just thinking, like, I feel like whatever we are doing, like, we are instruments of God. Um, And, like, whatever we are doing um, we can do to the best of our ability. And it is like, it is as if we are playing an instrument skillfully the way that, you know, Zamar is telling us to do in like, in a form of worship as a as a form of praise. So I just, what, what are your thoughts on this past weekend as sort of like, almost like instrumental worship, you know, the, the word Zamar?
0: I was told by my violin instructor while in middle school that only 20% of people in the country could read music. Who said that? So john van patten on okay. quora okay um so somebody asked what percentage of people in the world play an instrument and no,
1: they like, don't.
0: you can't answer it okay. um it's unanswerable <laughs> uh i um so for it's weird because i as worship pastor yeah former worship pastor turned guy who looks at screens all day right um it's weird for me because <clears throat> i don't get a whole lot of opportunity to play music anymore um even at home. Like, I don't I don't play a whole lot of music at home just because, like, I get home and then...
1: Yeah. Well, life happens. Yeah, like, kids need to, There's yeah. track meets that yeah.
0: take all night and right. then soccer practice right. and then dinner. You know, everybody's got the things. So I don't even play that much at home. And so it's weird because I feel um, that... So, whereas you and Mel, Melissa Minor, our sister, uh, who incidentally is preaching in a couple weeks, mm-hmm. and I got a chance to kind of help her on some bits and pieces of her sermon and she was asking me for some stuff on this and I heard what she's gonna preach about. Yeah. It's gonna be, be good. Yeah. This could be real good. Um, but I feel a little bit distant from it, if I'm being honest, um, because <clears throat> the music is there. Like I I have rhythm. I don't I know I have rhythm. You have rhythm. Like we we have rhythm, but like I have been connecting less through music lately than I used to because I just don't I'm not around it as much. And yet on Sunday I was in an online I had seven different player windows open with seven different things happening at the same time and it was one of the Sundays that everything truly clicked mm. for people online. Yeah. Um and by Sundays I mean like the whole entire week as well sure. like just everything that comes yeah. back from it. Comments that are flying in on our YouTube videos and stuff like that it's one of the ones that truly connected and I think that is because um, kind of like Matthew said, there's a there's that innate thing inside of everybody that knows that music is a language of something. Mm-hmm. You know, there's an unseen realm that is tapped by yeah. the musical expression of worship. Yeah. And I would I would even go so far as to say that it's a um it is a siren's call to look at the God that created you. Right. Because music is another worldly thing, and you know that. I think you you brought up the idea of like listen to go watch a movie without right. without music on. Like it's awful.
1: Yeah,
0: it's terrible. Um, the Blair Witch Project. Like I was just thinking. I was I thought of that when you brought that up. Yeah. Like that intentionally had no music right. in it because it was designed to be horrifying. Sure. And it was like yeah. when I watched it, it well, was yeah, horrifying
1: yeah. um, because there was no music. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that's cool. Uh, that's that's super cool. So then for I guess going forward for you guys like how do you zamar with the congregation? Like, so if 20% of people know how to read music, how do you translate that to the other 80%? You know what I mean? Like how, like, okay, for your wife, how do you engage your wife in music?
1: Yeah. I mean, like, I think that, playing, like, and this is kind of where it starts to break off a little bit because I do think music is something that pretty much everybody enjoys at some level. I don't think that there's like I I don't feel like I've ever met a person who's like yeah I just don't really like music. And you know, I think that there are kind of like what you're saying like there's shades of times when you're engaged with it, when you're not engaged with it. Right. But you would never say I don't like music.
0: No, this morning at staff meeting we were doing we were singing uh, Be That My Vision yeah. and we got to uh I got I some I get the opportunity to play bass for a staff meeting. It's great. I, lo- I, I that's like one of the best parts of the week. And I you, we built up towards the end of Be Thou My Vision and then I got to verse four and it's high king of heaven. Yeah. Um, my victory won. My victory won. And like I, that, I had my, we hit the, we hit the note and let it ring out. And then I, that was one of those like, okay, I'm just going to do the, like, go for it. And like, that was one of those, again, that those little transcendent moments mm-hmm. that I get. And so like that, I still, like, I have those moments.
1: Yeah, Well, like, I think, I just, I think that, people do like there, there is something about music that God intentionally has us around. Uh, it's not a great way to say that, but I mean, music, it, especially in, as an art form is permeated throughout the entire Bible. You know, um, hmm. God, it's one of like the only like art forms that God commands people to actually take part in. um, hmm. And I've never thought of that. Yeah. And like, it just, there's something different. It, cha- it literally changes the physics of a room. Um, the way that like something visual does not, you know, cause it, it, if you look at uh, a painting or even something on the screen, like all that it's doing is either reflecting life or reflecting light or giving off light. You are not actually changing the physicality of the room. Hmm. Um, But like with sound, like you, all sound is is manipulating airwaves among you. Uh, It's manipulating the the atmosphere around you. So when even my voice speaking, um, but you strum a guitar or whatever, like it is physically manipulating the space around you. Hmm. Um, and like I think that we are thought about that. We are just we respond to that, you know. Like it just and then so, but then you know it it reflects so much of who our God is too, because like what is great about music is when it's ordered and when it's like beautifully composed and woven together and there's ebbs and there's flows mm. and you know, like there's, there's ups and there's downs. Like it is, I'm getting goosebumps since thinking about yeah. it. Cause um, it is, it's so weird. Like music is such a part of our life mm-hmm. um, that like I, I sometimes just treat it as like this friend that's always there yeah. But like I don't ever th- stop to think about the relationship that it has actually, like the investment in music has actually played into my life, mm. um, and how much I actually am affected I by. I mean, you literally have mm. a
0: career path. Yeah, I know.
1: It. Well, and it's so like I just and like I, even though I I am in music, you know, like I still don't listen to it as much as I probably should. Mm. Like I don't surround my kids with it as much as I probably should. You know, I, it just it it becomes sort of just this like thing that i carry around rather than like something that i engage with outside of just like on thursday or sunday or when i'm preparing or for whatever
0: two points um don't i don't want to let that one go uh so remind me of that real quick but uh in the chat uh one of the places i had asked so we were talking and it was like towards the end of one of the songs and i just threw out there like hey this week we're talking about instrumental music Mm -hmm. specifically like music music not songs like we'll talk about Mm -hmm. songs later we'll talk about like you know bits and pieces but like what is the most moving piece of music that has ever affected you in your life Mm. and as i was typing that i was i like i i wrote it and then i answered my own question just to kind of get the ball rolling and i said adagio for strings by samuel barber like it's it and i still can listen to that and be in a moment in time yeah. where I was weeping like a child because mm-hmm. that thing just built if you've like, again I, I, I could probably put it in show notes so you yeah. can go look there and I'll have a Adagio something
1: yeah but like I mean, it's, it's super popular like, yeah yeah everybody's, everybody's mm-hmm.
0: heard it Adagio for strings or Adagio for winds but I particularly like the strings version of it I just the winds just whatever it's fine um, well it's, it wasn't written for winds Right, it was written for strings mm-hmm. and it's just this beautiful flowing and it just seems like there's no time, but all yeah. of a sudden something hits and then something breaks and then it's just this welling of emotion and it's just all this other stuff. So, yeah. um, how about you for you? What's
1: your I have a couple because yeah. I was thinking about this, but as we were preparing for this weekend, if Matthew was going to ask that question. So, um, actually, it's really cool that like the doxology, one of the reasons we did the doxology this weekend was because <clears throat> I remember in Bellarive um, at the beginning of one of our songs called Sing, which is an instrumental. Um, because like, I think that we sort of understood this concept as a band without ever like fully defining it. Um, but like, it's like, Hey, let's do an instrumental song. Let's, let's call it sing, you know, and let it have it be like whatever represent kind of whatever anybody wants. And so, you know, it's just this idea that built over years, honestly. Um, and so at the beginning of it, just sort of this pad and sort of like random things happen. Um, you know, and I, It almost, like, is supposed to represent, like, the beginning of creation. So, like, you know, just sort of chaotic stuff happening here or there. But, like, I remember just thinking, like, I'm just going to play the doxology over this. And so, like, I'd play the doxology. And you you can go and listen to it on Spotify or Apple Music or whatever. Um, But I remember sitting in the studio recording that. And, like, as I'm recording it, feeling tears come down. Mm. um, Because I was just like, this is so moving to me right now mm. um that like like the words of Doc Sol- the doxology like praise god from whole thing you know like it just it was it was f- coming through music without anybody having to say the words mm. um and like where we were and what we were doing i was like this is just amazing like mm. this is so cool yeah. um and then another one is i remember in ninth grade we went to go see the atlanta symphony orchestra in my wind ensemble and we t- we were playing um, uh, a concert at the actual Atlanta Atlanta Symphonic Hall or whatever I can't remember, I don't remember what was called. But, um, but the night before the the ASO was doing a uh, a concert, and so they played a um, Tchaikovsky maybe symphony, uh, but then they also did a song by Rachmaninoff called "Isle of the Dead." Yeah, and I remember, and it's it's technically called a tone poem, um. <laughs> And he Rachmaninoff. If you follow, you know, like uh, you follow any sort of classical music, he's one of the later Romantic, classical Romantic Russian composers. So towards the end of the night of the twentieth century, early twenty first century, so like nineteen hundreds, he composed this tone poem called Isle of the Dead. Mm. And I remember the composer after they did it, or maybe before they did it, he was talking about it, and it's this, this really cool like twenty minute piece. Of this like ebbing and flowing, it almost feels like waves. It goes, and so, but there's just this rhythm. And and he said what it's supposed to feel. It's supposed to feel like an irregular heartbeat, or someone that I mean, this is a little dark beer, but someone who's (laughs) like a dark dude. Well, someone who's like kind of on the deathbed and like, you know, struggling for breath, struggling for breath or whatever. And so and it's actually in seven eight. So the whole song is in seven eight. And like it it sort of just feels like the waves come and then they sort of go away mm. and then you're waiting for the wave to come and then and i remember just being like so moved by like the 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 description of what he was saying played so perfectly into how the music was written mm. and it's like yeah that's exactly what it is mm. um and like being enamored that you could communicate a message simply through musicality yeah like that's insane yeah. um and you know especially classical music can be so complex and so dumb some of the times you know like just so like highbrow and so arrogant and all that kind of but then you stumble onto stuff like this and it's like oh my gosh like especially someone who wrote it you know almost like 150 years ago, 140 years ago now it just it feels so current even now yeah um so I don't know uh
0: for me that's Debussy's Lemaire Mm.
1: Um, oh Debussy I mean like perfect it's, like, same, it's the same pa- same time Well, too. impressionistic yep. yeah like the French impressionistic was late Roman yep. or sorry late Russian romanticism yep yeah.
0: and, like I used to fall asleep to Debussy's La Mer and I would always be around yeah. oh, I can't ever remember the name of the track but I'd listen to like the first 10 minutes which is like this upbeat whatever thing mm-hmm. that's going on and then it would just almost like it would allow my heart to quicken
1: Yeah.
0: and it was almost like exercise and then it would just like it would start to trail off, and it's supposed to be that the the you know the the sands are coming back into the mm, sea yeah. and all this. And that would be just like me easing off into sleep. And yeah. I'd always like fall asleep right then. Like yeah. I, so I could listen to it now and just, oh, it's affecting. Uh last question yeah. I want to ask um is you had talked about surrounding your kids with music. Mm-hmm. I think we are anomalies in that we didn't reject what our parents loved. Yeah. And I think they didn't surround us with music like like we could have been sure because we were surrounded but it was always like just there it, it was, was just kind of like yeah it was mm-hmm. just on like and i do the same thing with my kids like yeah. we were eating dinner there's music in the background we're doing dishes there's music in the background yeah. like i just do it with them i never i never understood that until like literally just now thinking about it do you think that if your if you surrounded your kids with it and pushed it on them that they would reject it
1: i don't know <clears throat> they're
0: they're still young yeah they're
1: still so young so like i don't know I feel like their intentions would be weird, you know, or not weird, but like each one of their intentions would probably be different mm. on why, if they were to be still engaged with it or not still be engaged with it, you know, cause like they don't really know who they are necessarily. Like yeah, Caleb, Caleb wants to do things to please Kristen and I, right. who you know, um, who? <laughs> <her>. who um, <laughs> and then, you know, Luke wants to do something that Caleb doesn't want to do right. or wants to do the opposite of whatever kid because, you know, he just wants to be that. Right. And L is one. So, like, I don't... Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Um, it'll be, like, I I think Caleb's getting to the age now where we want, we're starting to talk about, like, hey, what instrument do you want? And, like, honestly, I know it's going to be a pain for us. One of the things I really want him to learn first is drums. No. <laughs> um, Trust me. No. Well, like, I just... There's something about drums... That, like, if you can pick up drums early and be good at drums, like, it the path opens up to so many other things really easily. Um, I disagree, especially within like a band context. So, like, I disagree. Why? Oh,
0: because, like, I I disagree in the fact and only the fact that, like, piano for us was the first thing, and I feel like that opened up a bunch of stuff. Like, I can play
1: drums, yeah, but like, I can't. Um, and well. But like, look at at successful musicians. Like a, a lot of really good successful musicians have all started out on drums. Yeah,
0: it's like left-handed pitchers.
1: Like there's yeah. just there's a there's an opening for you. Yeah, like the rhythmic as it's almost more important for you to pick up rhythm than it is for you to pick up pitch and tone uh, and key. <clears throat>
0: We could have a healthy debate about that.
1: <laughs> it is. Think about it. Like you can play piano and play the right pitches and tones.
0: See, I would I would push back on that and say, that
1: Mom always said that too. That that I agree. But rhythm was way more important than people ever get it credit for.
0: I agree, and I think maybe the reason I would I would want to have a healthy debate on. Man, this is this is riveting for everybody listening. <laughs> um, but the reason I would have a, a pushback is that I don't think you can teach rhythm. I think you ha you're born with it and you can hone you can if you don't have rhythm, you can hone it to a point.
1: But we'll find out really quickly then. So I'm pretty sure he has rhythm. And I think I it'll think be he fine. does. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think I've watched him dance. Yeah. Like he does. Right. He when he flosses, Mike,
1: he, he keeps those hips and those he's got <laughs> so, good limb independence yeah, yeah. right there when he flosses. Yeah.
0: But no, I'm being serious. Like we were born with rhythm. And I mm-hmm. d I don't mean that like, oh, look at us. But like I I have you haven't. Melissa hasn't. Mom hasn't. Dad hasn't. Like, I've never really struggled to find one. Right. Unless I, there's, like, a, just a cacophony of things going sure. on, and I can't figure out where I am. But by and large, like, we know where one is. Sure. We know how to hit the downbeat. Mm-hmm. So, go play drums, everybody.
1: <laughs> or not, according to Andy. No, I
0: I just, I think, I think for me, like, my kids, um, they, like, Grace is now like she's transitioning into piano and she's realizing like, Oh, if I can play piano, I can play everything, Mm -hmm. which is great. So, but she started on guitar. So
1: I think in general though, like it's a, there's something about learning one obviously makes a lot easier to learn two. And then once you, once you can relate one to two, you can relate them to anything. Uh, Yeah. Just, it's a key at that Mm -hmm. point. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Anything else on Zamar? No, I thought it was. I I told Pastor Matthew that I'm really glad that we actually did spend time talking about it. Yeah. Um, obviously I'm a little biased towards it, but like I think it would have been very easy for us to just sort of like coast on past this one. Yeah. But I do think it's it's super important. I agree. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think I think the the instrumental side of it is something that doesn't get talked a lot about in churches. Mm-hmm. The actual because because the focus is a lot on actually what Melissa is going to be talking about the song. Right. The
1: the, the lyrics, the, the melody, yeah, which or, is which is great. It's, and all, is, it's all glorifying.
0: Yeah. It's all edifying. Mm-hmm. It's all poetic. It's all prayers. It's all yeah. those everything. But the, the the musical aspect of it as well yeah. is something that you know you you're not, you're not striving for like oh perfect guitar tone. Yeah. You're striving for an excellent guitar tone because right. God deserves our excellence.
1: Yeah. Well, and it just it helps. I mean, like if we're going to have music songs, even um, you know it it can be easily overlooked as just an accompaniment. Yeah. Um, where like. It is much better as a both and, you know, like you can do both of those things really well. To not just capture a mood or a vibe, but to really uh, increase the influence and impact of a message. Nice. So,
0: yeah, that was good. That was Thank good you. alliteration. Thank we were you. just talking about carrying you off and uh, alliteration and all that stuff mm-hmm. earlier with Pastor Matthew. So
1: there you go. Awesome alliteration, <laughs> Andy. Magnificent, Mike. <laughs>
0: hey, uh, magnificent, Mike Mage. There we go. Uh, hey, thanks better for joining, Magic us. Mike. Is it? Yeah. Are you sure?
1: is it? I don't know. That made a lot of money. Uh, <laughs> didn't make me a lot of money. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> N- made me change my Instagram. So.
0: <laughs> Used to be at Magic Mike XL
1: <laughs> and then I had to
0: underscore that thing somewhere. Man, people were just, real disappointed. I'll just
1: go back to Mike Mays? Yeah, yeah,
0: people were real disappointed when they, they logged on. Hey, uh, with that, sorry, this has been a little bit of a longer episode. This is something we're super passionate about. So thanks for joining us today on episode 28 of the weekday. Like I said, stay tuned for that other podcast called Figuring It Out, which airs tomorrow, uh, and In Plain Speech, which aired yesterday, if you're listening to this today. Love you, and we will talk to you guys next Bye-bye. time.